Hello and welcome to the show. Recently, I had a conversation with someone who found me, or rather responded to one of the videos on the Instagram handle. And if you're new to the show, the Instagram handle is at sales underscore conversation. And over there, I pretty much just have the same sort of um, conversations that we do over here on the podcast. Things sales related, personal selling related, and, um, you know, networking, basically anything that we can do which is conversation driven that will help to grow the business so i put up videos there i've been doing it almost um on a daily basis now for about a month and i've witnessed some interesting growth on tiktok especially because i assumed that tiktok was all about um twerking videos and challenges and stuff like that so i'm surprised that there seems to be an appetite for uh, business content and i'm getting maybe about 120 150 likes per day on average for each of the videos that i put up and the followership has been growing at a steady rate i mean i started off with uh zero followers and without trying to follow people back or to promote the channel um so far i am at um 100 and 100 and something followers i can't remember anyway so it's um it's been it's been a really interesting experiment i just assumed that business content wasn't going to fly on um tiktok at all so i'm really impressed about how things have been going um yeah also another um interesting turn of events for the videos um is that i seem to be getting much more engagement on the video content rather than the blog or on the podcast so routinely people are hitting me up uh, in the dms because they have questions that they want to ask things for clarification or because they have a different point of view so if you are on any of those platforms you're on tiktok or you're on um instagram you can check out the handle at sales underscore conversations for instagram i can't remember the tiktok handle but i'll put it out there at some point so that if you guys um any of you spend a lot of time on the platforms you can come check out the videos and we can get engaged in a conversation um, over there anyway so the conversation in particular that i'm referring to is uh, this gentleman who was talking about the difficulties of doing business in nigeria and it's a conversation that i'm used to because uh, people bring that up um, a lot and so um, yeah these are conversations that i've been having over the last uh, three years or so since i started putting stuff out on the internet um, just for some reason some people believe that uh, doing business in Nigeria is very challenging and yes I know that if you check the um, uh, what's it called corruption indexes and stuff like that sorry ease of doing business um, indexes yes uh, certain African and Asian countries rank really low for um, ease of business so I guess there's something to be said for the fact that doing business in Nigeria can be particularly um, difficult anyway um i like to engage all these people in conversation anyway because even though it's not something i'm going to jump to at first um when we're trying to analyze business rules because i believe that we have nothing um i believe that paying attention to macroeconomic factors as the reason why our businesses fail don't do us any good because we're not in control of macroeconomic factors and then we end up being um, victims all the time so I think we should focus on what it is that is within our own sphere of control and that way we can succeed whether we're trying to grow the business in Nigeria 
or if we leave the country and end up in Canada or um, Iran or wherever, we will have a reasonable measure of um, reasonable hope that we can grow the business um, to be successful. So in having a chat with this guy, it turns out that um, the business that he mentioned that he tried to get into was uh, crypto, Bitcoin, and other alternative uh, coins. And um, he said there were other things that he purchased, but the um, drivers didn't turn up for that. And so that business um, wound up star. He also wanted to end up trying out some buying and selling, but then um, his visa came through and he decided to just leave the country. So he's left. He's no longer um, with us. Uh, I'm still going to carry on the conversation because I'm interested in seeing what kind of uh, business opportunities he's going to try out in uh, Canada. But then it just got me thinking, my conversation with the chap. And so even though I've made a podcast, a similar podcast on these sorts of things before, because there's an episode that I made on, I think then it was Forex related and multi-level marketing. So if this is your first time of listening to the show, um, just scroll down to one of the uh, the more older episodes. That would be in the first year. Sorry, you have to scroll quite a bit because we have over, uh, I think we have over 450 episodes now. On the podcast so you'll find the episode on um, mlms as multi-level marketing and forex and the i made those episodes just to explore whether forex and multi-level marketing were um, good alternative sources of income for people in the wedding and the event space um sorry for the awkward pauses in this recording because um i have a cold again i guess it's that time of year I was fine until my youngest went back to school and uh, like clockwork, he came back with the cold and then uh, we're all back in the same boat. So, um, where was I? Um, where was I? Okay, so Forex and multi-level marketing. I wanted to see if there were good alternative sources of income for people in the wedding and the event space because people had been hitting me up to say, hey, oh boy, how far? What's up? I have this opportunity in Forex. Are you down? I have this uh, multi-level marketing thing. Will you attend the meeting? Blah, blah, blah. So I just made that um, podcast recording because I figured maybe at the time these ideas were becoming hot because uh, these things become kind of cyclical in um, Nigeria. Uh, so multi-level marketing is all the craze for a while. It goes away for maybe two, three years and then it's back again. And investment banks, sorry, not investment banks, uh, super banks as they're called, you know, all those people who, you know, you give them a hundred and then a uh, hundred bucks and then they give you 500 bucks back, you know, Ponzi schemes, essentially. So these things, they, um, the fads come and go. So I figured we must be in the middle of another fad as um, some of those issues, whether they are credible um, business um, forms or investment forms that we should be getting involved with. So I'd just like to repeat a couple of uh, things that I said from back then um, using this as a case study. So I really don't think it's a good idea to get involved in businesses that need economic or macroeconomic drivers to show up. Like in this guy's case, you buy crypto, you buy Bitcoin, you buy altcoin, get involved in Forex, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, the reason why I don't think it's a good idea to get involved in um, these kinds of businesses is because if you are not good at fundamental analysis, fundamental analysis is when you try and figure out what the economic drivers are. Uh, is it inflation? Is it population growth? Is it job numbers? Is it the cost of um, commodities? 
if you're not good at figuring out those sorts of things, um, economic drivers or macroeconomic drivers, then you shouldn't be getting involved in these sorts of um, uh, businesses, whether you consider them businesses or trading opportunities or investments. You have to be good at fundamental analysis. You have to be good at technical analysis in general and technical analysis of particular assets. So um, <clears throat> if you're going to get involved in this crypto game, buying for profit, not because you're buying it because um, you lean one way or another when it comes to that whole thing about um, these, uh, these um, fiat currencies. Our fiat currency is flawed. Is cryptocurrency the future? You know, blah, blah, blah. Some people get involved for philosophical reasons. If you're not getting involved for philosophical reasons, but you want to um, get involved in this because you're going to um, do some arbitrage, make a profit on that. If you're looking for this, if you're looking at it to pay rent and school fees and things like that and to uh, put food in your belly, then don't get involved in these things unless you're good at fundamental analysis and technical analysis of the economy as a whole and of this asset in particular. So because of that, involved in until you have learned the trade so you have to learn also um all these systems that require um arbitrage to make money um arbitrage is the idea that you buy something at one naira and then you sell it at 1.5 naira so you have uh that point five is your profit and then you take that 1.5 and you put it back into the market and you buy some more and then you're able to sell at um maybe three and then in this case, your profit is now 1.5. And then you take that three and throw it back into the market and then trade some more. And, you know, so that, that's the idea of arbitrage, basically. You buy at a low price and you sell um, at a high price. And then your profit is the difference on top of it. So all these systems that involve arbitrage to make money require you to be capitalized. Because the capital is the commodity that you're playing around with. So you have to make sure that you, can, you only put money that you can afford to lose. Because it's not every time that you put two naira in that you're going to get three naira out and have a profit. Now, sometimes that you're going to put two naira in and you're going to lose that two naira. Some of these platforms give leverage, and leverage just means they allow you to borrow money. So it's possible that you put two naira in, you not only lose two naira, but you now end up owing the platform owners or the market makers, you now end up owing them maybe 10 naira. And then in that case, you didn't really lose two naira, but you ended up losing 12 naira. So it requires you to play around with money that you can afford to lose. So these kinds of businesses require education. That's one. And they require float. Um, float is, uh, what am I saying? Let's just say loose change. So it requires education and it requires loose change. So without the education or the loose change, you really can't be playing around in crypto, Bitcoin, alternative coin, Forex, stocks, commodities, uh, and other trading opportunities. So um, there are a lot of people out there who try to get into this space. You end up getting bitten and then you join the bandwagon of people who, saying, who say that doing business in Nigeria is particularly troublesome. But unfortunately, it's going to be the case um, if these are the sorts of things that you're interested in. It's going to be the case whether you try this in Nigeria, whether you try it in Canada, or whether you try it in America. If you don't have the education, you don't know how to uh, analyze the fundamentals, which way is the economy moving, which way are demographics moving, 
which way, uh, um, what is the uh, political mood in the country? How does that affect uh, flows of capital and business? If you're not good at technical analysis, reading the charts, you can figure out if you're in an uptrend when it comes to uh, Bitcoin or if you're trading um, the dollar or the yen in forex markets. If you're not good at reading technical analysis and then figuring out where's the trend, um, are you in an uptrend, are you in a downtrend, uh, or are things just trading? Uh, that means that there's no trend. If you don't have the education, you don't know how to figure all these things out, and you don't have money to play around with, then you're going to get burned, whether you're in Nigeria, whether you are in America, in Canada, or um, Mozambique. So, um, yeah, so that's just uh, the summary, basically. Just in case, we have other people who are running around saying that um, building a business in Nigeria is tough. Yes, it can be tough. And if what the folks in Harvard and all these places that run all these um, indexes um, say, then yes, I guess running a business in Africa or Asia is much more difficult than in other uh, countries. But let's give it some thought that perhaps you are involved in sectors that you don't have a unique talent for, or you don't have a unique interest in, or you don't have enough capital to play in. So it's something that we should figure out as well. Let's not always default to Buhari has ruined the economy or that Trump has uh, destroyed the economy, or that Biden has uh, destroyed the economy, or the new um, PM in the UK. Let's not just assume that the Prime Minister has ruined the economy. Uh, because some of these situations, it's just that you put your hand where um, you are not well. Let's just say you bit more than you can, uh, you try to bite more than you can chew. So, yeah, that's it. Let's try not to bite more than we can chew. Uh, doing any kind of business in any country is hard enough. Let's not try jumping into crypto, Bitcoin, Forex, multi-level marketing, blah, 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 all this other stuff. If we do not understand it, okay, let's remove um, multi-level marketing um, from the mix. That's a topic of a separate uh, discussion. But for all these things where you're trying to make money from arbitrage, if you don't know fundamental analysis, you don't know technical analysis, you don't know how to read particular assets, and you don't have spare change to play around with, then don't get involved in these sorts of things. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode. I'll catch you guys 